Hey, friends, we are back for episode two. Episode two. Yep. That was, that was <laughs> so, profound. I'm so tired. Tired. I'm so tired. You are tired. I'm tired. Um, yeah, episode two, um, which will get loaded up, uploaded at some point. Um, but Soon. but we're also this week recording this one, um, and we're going to split it up into an audio podcast mm-hmm. and a video podcast that we're going to upload to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we're uploading it to YouTube is because... We want to make it accessible to a wider audience so that we can caption the videos so that um, we are not excluding people um, in the deaf and hard of hearing community. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's the plan. We're, I'm not high tech at all, so this, I'm trusting all to you. We'll figure it out. Okay, so this, this video might not ever get uploaded. Oh, it will, because I'll get on you for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alright, so um, last week we talked about our introductions. Um, how we got broad strokes yes. about how about general our lives. Summary. Yeah, general summary about our life and us being here and the fact I don't know if we actually delved into the fact that we adopted. Yes we did. I don't know if we did. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. We adopted. <laughs> not, not an announcement. <laughs> about five years ago. Yeah. We adopted. Uh, our our son Sam, uh, who is going, who is now six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we adopted him when he was eight months old, mm-hmm. uh, and then a year, two years ago, mm-hmm. two two years ago, we adopted Maho, mm-hmm. um, our daughter, and she's going to be six in December. Mm-hmm. Um, six going on sixteen. Oh gosh, <sighs> sorry, overwhelmed. Um, but um, the thing with them is that they have Down syndrome. I think so far most people listening know. I know, but I mean, there's also going to be people who have hopefully new people that we, we haven't met yet. Yeah. Or haven't met us. Um, so that, there's a plug. If Please like and share our video uh, on YouTube and, and Facebook. Um, because we, we really just want to have a wide audience so that we can talk about our experiences. Not because we're experts, but because Mm. we want to encourage others who have been in similar situations and we want Jesus to get the glory for our story. I did not mean to rhyme, but there it is. So um, we got some questions on our Facebook page that we will answer, but not this episode, but, but we will. So just know that. We read them, we see them, and we will get to them. But tonight, I want to ask you some questions. Because one thing that I get asked, not often, but sometimes, or comment that I hear, sort of often, is, I really want to adopt, but my husband isn't on the same page. My husband isn't ready. My husband is not on board. And it seems like the push for adoption often comes from women. Hmm. And I was wondering if you could maybe speak to that about maybe why guys might seem to be a little bit more reluctant to adopt at first. Not always, and mm. this generally speaking. Yeah. But um, because it's a thing that I hear often. I, I want to, but my husband's not on the same page. So why do you think it seems that guys are a little bit more reluctant to adopt I can't speak for all guys. No, I know that. And so these are not going to be universalities. Um, if you find that you're in this situation, 
um, use what I'm about to say as a jumping off point. You know, go up to your husband and say, hey, I was listening to this podcast. This guy was talking about his struggles, his initial struggles with adoption. Um, this is what he said. Does this sound familiar? Um, you know, start giving him vocabulary to use. Um, and um, um, But don't, don't just think that because I said it, that this is what he's going through. Um, use it as, as a, as a jump, I almost said diving board, but that's not right. <laughs> Jumping, Jumping off. off point. You are tired. <laughs> um, so I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell my story first. Um, when you first started to talk about adoption, mm-hmm. I wasn't really on board with it. No. Not really. I wanted to see how things were going to go. I mean, I mentioned adoption even before we <clears throat> couldn't have kids, mm-hmm. but when we seriously started talking about adoption, yeah, I was definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I was opposed to the idea. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, um, hostile, hostile. Thank you. I wasn't hostile no. towards the idea, but I was definitely more reluctant than you were. Um, why is that? I think, I think it's, I mean, multifaceted, and there's lots of reasons why. I think generally speaking, um, women have a more emotional connection to kids. I mean, like... That's fair. You know, women, girls grow up, you know, being babysitters and, and, um, you know, loving on babies and doing nursery at church and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the desire to have children is stronger, mm-hmm. I think. And guys, not so much. You know, you don't have little boys, you know, who are happily volunteering at the nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think, I think, this, so I, I think that's why it's, it's easier for women to kind of think about adoption because they're already thinking about children. Okay. And then if there's a reason um, that you start adoption, like if you can't have children or even if you just, you know, you feel called, even if you feel called, I think the calling is much more emotional there. Um, initially. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, of course. I mean, like, of course, initially it has to be the, the I don't even mean emotion as in, it's an emotional decision, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to a rational decision. I just mean like there's feelings. Involved. There's feelings like you want to have, there's you want involved. to have, yeah. To, to adopt. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Whereas with guys, it, it's not not really that big a deal to have children. I mean, definitely, I wanted to have children. And I know that lots of guys want to have children. Mm-hmm. But there's not the kind of emotional connection to adoption. Um, so I think generally speaking, that's why women are kind of fall into adoption a little bit more easily than guys do. I remember when we were talking about it, I mean, this was probably 11 years ago, um, you said, I first want to have my own kids mm-hmm. because I want to pass on things to mm-hmm. my son, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that a little bit more, those thoughts? Um, yes. But it's going to get... Super theological. That's good. We like theology. Mm. 
us being, sorry, I'm organizing my thoughts. Us being made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And not speaking as a generality, but as a universality, we are creators. Mm-hmm. You are. You are a creative person. You may not be artsy. Maybe your creativity is through cooking. Maybe your creativity is even making pie charts. I mean, even that takes creativity and thought. And and it sounds like a joke, but I'm being serious. I know, I know. Like if if you love making pie charts, enjoy that because you're actually making stuff. You're making culture by making those those things. Because um, I mean, you know, we can say that you know God makes rainbows and He makes sunsets and. You know, look at all the beauty that he made. But there's some really nitty-gritty math involved in creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thought through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, I I don't see... Anyway, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, so we're born creators. We're And part of that is this sort of imaging forth, I think, that God, God obviously did. I mean, the... Well, People in theological circles talk about imaging forth and imagio dei, and um, yeah, and um, and so being being cut from that same cloth, or having having God impart those attributes to us, this idea of creativity and passing things on, and, and imaging forth and things like that. Mm-hmm. When it came to thinking about adoption, mm-hmm. that's not. In my mind, at first, I was like, but, I mean, I can't pass anything on then. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to have my sense of humor. He's not going to have my... He's not going to be a mix of Elizabeth and I, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to have my kind of artsy creativity and you're more like cooking creativity. Um, you know, I won't be able to point at him and say, oh, yeah, he gets that from my side of the family or, you know... Or doesn't he have beautiful eyes? He gets that from his mom. Things like that. Can't do that, obviously. Um, especially with our kids because they're Japanese. I mean, we're very much not related to them. Um, and so there was, I thought at first, that loss. That if I adopt, um, then, you know, I'm not passing anything on. I think women don't, it doesn't, it doesn't, they don't mind that so much. I don't it know if that even occur to didn't me. even occur to you. No, it wasn't even part yeah. of my thought process. Like, even when I was a kid thinking about being a mom, mm-hmm. didn't even yeah. occur to me. But to me, like being able to teach him stuff, uh, being able to pass stuff on to him, um, and I, I say specifically him because, you know, that's that's the imaging forth is having a son, ideally, um, and you know, passing on, um, you know, values that. I hold and teaching those to my son. And for some reason, um, it, it, I thought that it was, those were mutually exclusive options. You either, uh, you either have a biological kid and pass on your, you know, your, your traits and your values and your personality and your, your genes and your DNA. And I think that is, um, a good thing. I, th- I think that's exactly what happens. Um, in a biological birth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is that you do have that that imaging forth, that creating someone in your own image, um, and having having him having him be him, you know, matching you in that sense, 
um, or matching me in that sense. Um, but then, um, you know, passing on those traits, um, you know, the, the, the eyes and the build and the aptitudes, um, insofar as genetics is, mm-hmm. you know, controls that kind of those, those aptitudes, talents and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good thing. I don't think that's something that, that fathers who have kids with biological mm-hmm. fathers who have kids biologically. There you go. Yeah. Um, should, I don't know. I'm, I don't think they should feel ashamed of that. And I think they should, I, I think they should rejoice in that, that they get to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kid is, you know, 100% his, um, and 100% his wife's. That's fantastic. And that's the way that it should be. Um, but then adoption comes along and it turns out and, and suddenly it's like, you know, my thought process was, oh, that's not going to happen now. Um, so how did you get from there to our text message conversation after church? Mm. Uh, so rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. One evening at our English service at church, um, our teacher showed a video of a family in the States who had adopted a ton of kids, all with special needs. And, and I was teaching the kids class upstairs. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You watched it and mm-hmm. you're like, don't watch the video cause you're going to love it. And so I watched it and I remember crying and praying. And I said, Lord, why can't we do that? And I very clearly heard the Lord say, well, why can't you? Mm-hmm. And I remember texting you and saying, I think now is the time for us to start pursuing adoption. And you immediately replied. Yeah, I thought so. T- I think so too. Mm-hmm. So how did you get from being reluctant to being completely on the same page? Uh, it came in two phases. The first phase was watching that video, mm-hmm. which I don't remember at all. I don't remember that video. I don't remember what it was about. But I remember my my internal monologue mm. during it, which was um, which turned adoption into a duty or responsibility. Responsibility. Like, this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there is a... A, a moral component to adoption. Um, and, in, and in fact, in James 1, I think, James 1 says a religion that is pure and before un- God is, mm-hmm. uh, and undefiled is mm-hmm. before God is this, that you remember orphans, or that you mm-hmm. remember orphans and widows mm-hmm. and remember them in their afflictions or something like that. Um, paraphrased. We should probably look that up. We should. Um, but in a very real sense, kids who are in the adoption system are orphaned. Mm-hmm. In, every, in, in every sense, say, save that they were um, orphaned because their parents chose to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not a judgment on parents who choose to adopt. Um, because sometimes stuff's... So sometimes it's just hard. We can talk about that in another yeah, episode. Yeah, definitely about talk bio. about that. But oh, I just want to put that out there. That, yes. I'm, that we're not knocking bio parents. Yeah, when we think about our kids' bio parents, we, we pray for them. We think we, mm-hmm. we we do not ever judge them because they made decisions um, that um, they that they felt were their only decision. Yeah, 
Anyway. Um, so there's a there's a moral spiritual um, component to um, to that, um, which is um, remembering orphans, um, such as kids with with who have been adopted or who need to be adopted. So there was that duty okay. first. That was that was phase one. Okay. I was like, okay, this is my duty. This is the right, I have thing, to, right yeah, thing. This to is do. the right thing to do. Okay, let's do it. And then, and then, I started struggling with that idea that I'm not going to be able to image forth my you know, me. Um, I'm not going to be able to fill my fulfill my role as father in a spiritual sense. You know, I looked at you and I'm like, oh, you know, they bond emotionally, you know, um, you know, you're going to have all sorts of like emotions wrapped up in this kid. Um, and that's how you guys I are going to bond. That's how you guys are going to bond. Um, what am, what, what's my job? What am I going to do? Mm. And then I realized slowly that, and this is, this is an obvious thing is that just because they aren't, just because they don't have my DNA in them, doesn't mean that I can't still image forth. In fact, mm-hmm. if anything, I'm imaging forth in a kind of, I want to, I want to say pure sense, but that's not quite the right word because it makes it sound as if adopting is better than. Yeah. Bio, uh, it's a different sense. In an undiluted, I don't know. It, it, in a much more intentional sense, in an oh, intentional sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, for example, if I want my, my son to, um, you know, have my same humor then I can't really just rely on his DNA to do that. You know, I don't know why I picked humor. That was the first thing that popped in my head. But, um, you know, I'll be able to image that way. I'll be able to image what it means to me to be a man, um, to grow up to be a man. And um, and, um, so I started to realize that that's the way that I image forth mm. is not so much in a, I mean, the physical component's gone, like just gone, but, in, but the spiritual component is there mm-hmm. and I can still do that. In fact, that's mm-hmm. what I'm called to do. That's what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those were the two phases that I went through. First, it was a duty mm-hmm. and then it was my role as father to, to image forth. And, so, and you do these you you embrace these joyfully. You're not like, oh, I have to. No, yeah, like, no. I love is... it because I look at Sam and I say, my son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just, he, he's my son, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think, I think God was very gracious in giving us kids that are very similar to us. There's a lot of things where I look yep. at Sam and go, that's me. Mm-hmm. And I look at Maho and I go, that's me. And, and, and then the same, same, for, same for yeah. you. And it's, I mean, it also brings into like nature, nurture mm-hmm. debate. But there are a lot of similarities that I'm sure that they were born with that we have been able to connect with. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that that's the way that I kind of shifted my idea from, I don't really want to do this. And, and I think I was also thinking about this, guys being fixers. Mm-hmm. Adoption seems like you're giving up on the problem when it comes, if, 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 if yeah, if it's coming out of uh, infertility, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so if, if you're, if you or your wife or both, um, are, you know, in some degree infertile, 
then adoption seems like um, your second choice. It can seem like that. It can mm-hmm. seem like your second choice. And that means that you just give up on the problem. Like, you're not even going to try to fix the problem. Um, and so I th- there's, there's also that idea, too, is that, well, I really want to fix this. I really want to try. You know, we haven't tried everything. We haven't tried anywhere near everything that we could have tried. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We were even going to go to a fertility clinic once. And the Holy Spirit to get, stopped us. Yeah, to get a checkup in the night before. The Holy Spirit I looked over it. at you and I went, I don't feel good about this. Mm-hmm. And then you looked over at me and you're like, I don't feel good about this either. Yeah. Um, which is not, uh, not to not fertility treatments. No, 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 no. At all. No. That was just not ours. Not our story. That was not our, our story. story. Yeah. It was not a part of our story. So, um, yeah, you have your book. I have a book that ties into this topic yep. particularly well. Is this going to show up? It will if you put it in front of the camera. I mean, not not bad, not the mirror image, right? Nope. Adopted for Life by Dr. Russell D. Moore, Moore is my favorite um, adoption-related book. And he has a chapter on Joseph, Jesus' father, mm. as being an adoptive father. Mm. Are you going to read the whole chapter? No, okay. but I would love to, but I won't. Just a few lines. Okay. But talking exactly about this thing, um, Joseph, after all, is an adoptive father, As Joseph images the father of the fatherless, he shows us how adoption is more than charity. It's spiritual warfare. Mm. And I think you touched on that a little Mm. bit. Um, Joseph's adoption of Jesus means Jesus belongs to the house of David just as truly Mm. as if he were in a physical sense the son of Joseph. He was a gift of God to the Davidic house, not less truly, but on the contrary, in a more wonderful way, than if he had been descended from David by ordinary generation. It is through Joseph that Jesus finds his identity as the fulfillment of the Old Testament promise. It is through Joseph's legal fatherhood of Jesus that the hopes and fears of all the years find their realization in the final son of Abraham, son of David, and son of Israel. This chapter is, I I get goosebumps because it talks Mm -hmm. about the spiritual, like, turning back the curse of fatherlessness. Mm. Um, But anyway, Mm. it's cool to think about Joseph adopted Jesus yeah. and passed on to him, I mean, the fulfillment of prophecy yeah. because of that. So, yeah. so bef- I think we're probably running out of time soonish, but before, okay. <laughs> so then how would you encourage couples when the wife says, I want to adopt, but my husband says it's not time or my husband doesn't want to, how would you encourage them right now? I would say talk. Communicate, you mean? Communicate. As a couple? Yeah. Um, both of you have to be on the same page. Yes, 100%. You have to be on the same page. 100%, yes. Um, you can't have different pages, and you cannot, you cannot force your husband to be on the same page. You have to convince him to be on the same page. Um, but in the right way. Well, yeah, well I, mean, <laughs> I mean, convinced as in convinced. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he has to come to, the, to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing that you have to do um, is, um, f- you know, figure out what his hang-up is. Treat it seriously, too. Um, treat, treat his, his, his reservations seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, so when you're talking and he says, oh, I just feel like this, go, I see, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, and then talk some more because it could just be that he needs to just talk that out. Hmm. It could just be that he needs to say it 
before he realized, before he kind of move on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, you know, be patient, pray a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, maybe every once in a while, I'll check your own spirit, make sure that I was, I was actually just about to say that adoption is right for you, but you and I are almost convinced that adoption is right for everyone. I would say that everyone is called to support adoption in some way. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Whether through their church um, or in like supporting a yeah, family yeah. or actually adoption. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you're a guy listening to this mm-hmm. and you have some hangups, go talk to your wife about it. Um, and seriously, don't worry about it because you're going to be a dad either way. Like, like you're going to be a dad. You are. If you adopt. You're a dad. Yeah. 100%. Just as much as if your wife had had that baby. 100%. And that that child is going to be a product of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all of your, the way that you treat that kid, the way that you, especially the way that you act, the way that you model stuff, mm-hmm. um, they're going to see that. They're going to mimic that. They're going to copy that. Mm-hmm. It'll become a part of their personality. Mm-hmm. Yes, there will be things where you're like, that's not from me or her. That's from the bio parents. And that's okay. And that's actually kind of it's cool. To think that's about. kind of okay. That 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 is okay because um, it stretches you. Uh, it makes you realize that there's different ways of doing stuff and different ways of thinking. Yeah. And you get to see that kind of that balance of nature versus nurture. Yeah. Um, and um, like Sammy is super super sensitive, very emotional, very re- relational. And I don't think either one of our families is superly that way. I mean, yes, but Sam is Sam, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that these kids have their own personality. Yeah. They're, they're their, um, their own self. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say, you know, dude, don't worry about it. Like, just, it's going to be okay. It really will be okay. Um, yeah. There we go. I like those thoughts. So... That was sort of our deep topic for episode number two. Yeah. But um, it's something that I encounter when I talk to other women. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to hear from yeah. you, your perspective on that, and then open up conversation if other people mm-hmm. yeah. are in the same boat. Yeah. But further episodes, we'll talk about other things. And they may not be as heavy as this one. And they yeah. may be heavier. heavier. So. We appreciate feedback. Yeah, and leave a leave a comment. Yeah. If you're watching the video, leave a comment um, on YouTube. If you're watching um, through Facebook, mm-hmm. if you clicked on the little SoundCloud mm-hmm. link and you you have questions, um, either private message her. Don't private message me. <laughs> private message her, uh, or leave a comment on the video mm-hmm. um, and share it. Just to get, you know, this stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we can help other parents who are thinking about adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, like it. Like, comment, Sub- and share. Subscribe. Are we making a channel? A YouTube channel? We have to make a YouTube channel. There we go. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. When, when, when it's made, which when it's probably made. will be when this is uploaded. Yeah, it will, it will have to have already, started. it will have to have already been made. I love English. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Thanks friends. We'll talk with you very soon.